Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going super good. Not Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Had a really nice crafting day, actually. It's been mm. just awesome to just sit in my office with plenty of things to do and just work on creative things. And it's a creative day, I think. Feels like it. Nice. It's yeah. nice when that happens, when you actually have the time for it. That's great. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a li little snippy a couple of times when people are yelling at me for, you know, <laughs> help with their stuff. I'm like, what? No! <laughs> Easy, God damn it. Leave me I'm alone. lock the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rude. But, you know. Well, and our mini June winter is over. Yes. It's back to being summer again. We had the weirdest week last week, you guys, where we had weather in like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. After we'd Freezing had it, weather in the 70s and 80s, like, I yeah. don't know. You think we talk about the weather all the time on this podcast? It's because we do. But if you mm -hmm. live in Idaho, in you know why. a climate that is so unstable as ours mm -hmm. is, we went to a family reunion this weekend, and I literally brought three different outfits and two different pairs of shoes. Yeah. Because you don't know. You're not a dime at any moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. You do not know. Yep. And I don't do discomfort anymore. That's a, mm -hmm. I, I'm done with that. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, I could just not care. Now, definitely can't not care. So. Right. And and don't want to suffer through it. Yeah. Mm -mm. Not going to, not going to nope. do it. Nope. I hear you. I don't you. care if I have to bring an extra bag of clothes. I will. <laughs> or three. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will do it. We had, and we had a great time at our family reunion. It was so beautiful up there. It was super fun. It's up in Island Park, which is near Yellowstone. And it is just, it is such a beautiful area. It's hard to even believe how gorgeous it is. It is beautiful. Except there. I can always kind of hear the bears breathing. I know you think that. Yeah. It is major, major bear country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, We've had not bears a little bit. Camp there. A yeah. lot of it. And mm -hmm. I think I have PTSD from my mom having PTSD around bears. Because I'll tell you what. Yeah, Kara and I went for a four-wheeler ride down what I refer to as Bear Alley, <laughs> and I was really not sure I wanted to go. We didn't go very far down it. She's like, a four-wheeler can outrun a bear. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you positive a four-wheeler can outrun a bear? Because we don't have a I mean, gun. What kind we of bear? Have, we don't have bears. But I know, I'm like, maybe a black bear, but a grizzly bear? No, there's grizzlies up know. in there. Scott walked oh, yeah. right up on a grizzly bear up there several years ago with our Great Dane. He was just uh, walking yeah. up the creek and looked up just in time to see our day and run right up to a big female grizz. And he just paused and went, oh, my God. And he, he called our dog, Sapira, and she turned around and came back to him. And he did the thing you're not supposed to do. Totally lost his shit, panicked, ran as hard as he could all the way back to camp. As he's running, he looks over his shoulder and sees that the bear is also running away from him up the hill. Um, he had Ooh. bear spray in his pack. <laughs> totally forgot. like oh yeah but all, all common sense went out the window he was just gonna get the hell out of there yeah well and that's but, scary because bears hate dogs and so yeah. bears will go after dogs right and and, and dogs will like go after she could have like attacked something she didn't she ran up to her friendly like there was no it could have been so Ugh. bad so yeah. so bad uh yeah and it was right there where we were when that where that happened but one time when we were kids we were camped up there and in a tent so when we were much smaller <laughs> we were in a tent and we woke up in the night to a bear huffing around the tent 
outside, you know, outside of mm-hmm. in the campground at least, or the and camp they spot. They go, it's not oh, a campground. Oh, it's oh, just like you, you know, yeah. when you hear it. Yeah. And our mom was so upset and so freaked out that uh, she basically said, I we will never go camping again unless we have a camper. And that's why we got a camper when we were kids. We got a camper before we went camping again. Because mm-hmm. our dad was not giving up camping. No. No, he was a real hunting, fishing, camping, golfing, outdoorsy guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus, a lot of our summer family gatherings are camping events, you know. And right. So that's why we got a camper, because uh, our mother said not another time. <laughs> yep. And we always had one after that. Mm-hmm. You can't blame her. That's pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So I had a great time, as long as I was in the group where mm-hmm. the bears were not going to come. So it was good. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was great. We had a good time. Yeah, yeah. But now, this is our Monday episode. Might not seem like it because it's pretty late in the day we're putting it up, but it is. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are. And uh, we're going to kick this off with some WTF news from Katie. If you are in an Uber, and you think that maybe your Uber is going the wrong direction. What would you do? Get out at a stoplight. Okay. Call 911. Maybe ask the Uber driver. Well, okay, probably first. Ask this the is the right way or well, anything like wrong. that. It seems like there would be a, a multitude of remedies, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, not for Phoebe Copus. This is Phoebe. Uh-oh. Oh, dear, Phoebe, what did you do? Mm. Phoebe, was, Phoebe was in El Paso visiting her boyfriend. And she's from Kentucky. And so this is West Texas. El Paso is only about 20-some miles uh, from Mexico. Oh, and okay. so as they are driving down the road, she sees a sign for Juarez, Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, direction sign yeah and apparently phoebe up there in kentucky never did take any uh, geography lessons to understand where she was oh dear but she panicked apparently and thought that she was being trafficked that she was being kidnapped and trafficked into mexico because she saw a sign with directions to mexico whereas oh so of the multitude of remedies you could think of Yes, calling 911, asking the driver where you're going, what are you doing. Uh, Many of those things uh, did not happen. What did happen is that she took a gun out of her purse and shot the driver in the head. (gasps) In a moving car? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. That was her solution. They were on the freeway. Oh, my God. So the car crashed into some barriers before it came to a stop. Luckily, nobody else was hurt. Uh, The police are saying there is absolutely no evidence that this was any kind of a kidnapping. He was literally just taking her exactly to where she asked him to take her. Oh, no. Yeah. So Daniel uh, Piedra Garcia uh, lay in a coma for several days and then died. Oh. 
He was 52. Oh, that's so terrible. Uh, looks like, uh, from what I read or saw on TikTok, it looks like maybe he was a dad and a grandpa. He'd been hurt recently and had been unable to work and had finally been able to get back to work in uh, driving an Uber to support his family and had only been doing it for a few days when this complete and total jackass killed him. Killed him. Holy crap. His family says there were reports that uh, that maybe language was a barrier. They said that is flatly untrue, that he had impeccable English. There's no, there was absolutely not a reason on the planet for this to happen. Other than that this gun-happy woman who had a loaded revolver in her purse decided to pull it out and shoot him. Whew. Yeah. I mean, I can certainly see both sides of this because women are not safe and we know we're not. True. And women don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. But that is certainly the nuclear option. Yeah. Especially before, like, trying to say, hey, are we going the right way? I'm not sure. You could look in the Uber app, too, uh -huh. because I think you can follow your own trip mm -hmm. to see that you're headed in the right direction. Well, or any map, really. I mean, she could have just looked at Google Maps and looked at her destination to mm -hmm. see that they were on the right road. A lot mm -hmm. of things she could have done. What she did do is after they crashed, she took a photo of the man she had just shot and texted it to her boyfriend and then called 911. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. What was the purpose of the photo? Yeah. A good question. Uh, so she's being held on $1.5 million bond. She was originally charged with aggravated assault, but it's been upgraded to murder now that Pedra has died. So that is, uh, that's what happened. That we do now know though, after a couple of days now that this has happened, uh, that she also has some domestic violence charges in Kentucky. Okay, I was wondering, like, is there other history here? Because it's such an extreme response. Yeah, she has a history of, it looks like, violent and unhinged behavior. I think maybe her boyfriend really lucked out here. I guess. As far as, like, maybe now he knows to stay as far away from this chick as possible? Yikes. Poor innocent Uber driver who was doing nothing but exactly what she asked him to do and paid him to do. That's so sad. Isn't that terrible? That is terrible. That yeah. is terrible. So, Phoebe, top of the FOS list with you. Yeah. And and so much love to his family. My God. No one deserved I mean, that. Why are guns the first option now? And how did she not know in El Paso, Texas, that she was only about 20 miles from Juarez, Mexico? Right. Like, you were... That was not unusual to see. Do they not teach was. any geography in Kentucky or what? I don't like, know. how did she not know where the hell she was? But this option just seems to be the first option rather yeah. than the last possible resort after trying everything else. Right. The nuclear was just, option was oh, the first just, option. Murder yeah. was the first option. Yeah. Holy crap. That is terrifying. Yeah. Indeed. No, I'm so sorry for his family. Yeah, the worst. Well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you uh, so that we can talk about a very interesting case that we've been following for years and years. Yes.
friends, I think we're going to finally see some semblance of justice for Alyssa Turney. Gosh, I hope so. Here's Alyssa. And that is thanks really entirely to the very hard work of her sister, Sarah. This is Sarah. So I'll just give you a recap really quick of the Alyssa Turning case in case you don't know it and you're like brand new to true crime because this is a very well-known case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Alyssa Turney was last seen on May 17th of 2001. So 22 years ago. Yeah. She was, uh, she lived in Phoenix, Arizona, and she went to Paradise Valley High School. Uh Um, On that day, her stepfather dropped her off in the morning, which is what he usually did. And then he picked her up around uh, lunchtime. So he picked her up early from school. Um, It is stated, alleged that they had an argument And that due to that argument, she left. Uh And then no one has ever seen her since. Yeah. Um, So apparently his, the story has been told. And of course, we don't really know what happened. And hopefully we will, because here's the thing. Alyssa has never been found. No. There's never been a body found. Um. A lot of stories have been told about where Alyssa was. A lot lot of lies have been told, but no Alyssa. But never an actual truth, really. Mm -hmm. So later in the day, after Alyssa supposedly went ran away, uh, her stepfather Michael and sister Sarah found a note in her bedroom that was supposedly written by her, uh, claiming that she was running away to California. She supposedly had an aunt in California that she was going to. The problem now, is remind left- me of where her mom, her, she was deceased, wasn't she? I believe so, yes, because Michael was raising both Sarah and Alyssa. Yeah. Um, the problem with the running away story is that all of her personal belongings were still in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Her phone, her wallet, everything, all of her clothes, all personal things. If she was literally running away, she left with nothing. As a 17-year-old girl. Sure. Yeah. She's just going to make it to California on her own, right? Um, what did, was it? I mean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Crazy. So on that night, she was supposed to go to a party. And they kind of, you know, it watched. The family watched. And, you know, the police interviewed kids to see if she'd showed up. Well, she didn't. So on May 24th, Michael Turney says that he got a phone call from a California number um, where it was Alyssa on the phone and she just swore at him and then hung up. Sure. Right. Sure, Jan. Sure. Then in 2008, um, Michael Turney claimed that Alyssa was killed by two assassins. Oh, for the love of God. And now get this. The were they ninjas too? Well, no, they were electricians. <laughs> oh, electrician assassins. So of course, those yes. guys. Yeah, okay. Yes, two assassins from the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Oh my God. Because electricians are assassins? No, I don't think so. That makes and that she was supposedly buried in Desert City, California. So there have been a lot of stories told about Alyssa and about what happened to her. So 
Initially, Michael Turney filed a missing persons report on her on May 17th. Um, initially, the police didn't suspect foul play. They believed the running away story. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2006, a self-proclaimed serial killer, this is Thomas Albert Heimer, told a prison guard that he killed Alyssa because, you know, these chronic confessors are a real pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd been in prison since 2003 for something else. Um, the Phoenix police did question him. Um, and then they determined he had never had contact with Alyssa. And he says that he may have confused her with another victim. Oh God. Right. So the whole time, this case is just cold, just nothing. Yeah. Um, in 2008, the case was reopened. Um, and at that time, police told Sarah attorney uh, that her father, Michael was their main suspect. Yeah. They raided the house where they discovered that Michael was quite the uh, builder of explosive devices. He had guns, uh, homemade silencers and a van full of gasoline. Mm -hmm. They also found this, he had written a manifesto because of course he's a manifesto guy. Mm. He had plans to attack the international brotherhood of electrical workers in Phoenix. What did he have beef with them? I apparently he, I think he worked in, was a, wasn't he a developer? I think he was a developer anyway. So he's going to, you know, bomb their building basically. And they just happened to search him relating to Alyssa's disappearance at the time mm-hmm. that he was prepping for that and had all that stuff. My God. So he was arrested for that prosecuted and he pled guilty and went to prison for 10 years. Um, and he was released in August of 2017. Mm-hmm. So he's been out. And during the time that he has been out, it has really come to Sarah's attention that he killed her sister. Yeah. Now, Sarah is younger than Alyssa. And at the time quite that a bit it happened, younger. yes, quite a bit. So at the time that she went missing, she only just knew to believe whatever her dad said. You know, she sure. was a little girl. She didn't know what to think of this. Uh, so in, in July of 2017, there was a, there was a podcast that came out by Otavia Zapala, and that's a podcaster in Phoenix, and it was called Missing Alyssa. And it talked about the case, explored some of Alyssa's, uh, interviewed some of Alyssa's friends and family. Well, in 2019, Sarah started her own podcast, and it's called Voices for Justice. Mm-hmm. And it explored uh, Alyssa's disappearance and the investigation. She also managed to get a hold of 3,000 pages of publicly released notes and case documents from the Phoenix police. And in 2020, she began, began posting about the case on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And really, it was the support of Sarah's work on TikTok with millions of views. Yeah. And, and, you know, all these people wanting to help her get justice for her sister. Yeah. That really spurred... Um, the police and the prosecutor on in this Mm -hmm. particular case. Yeah. Um, She did 30 episodes about Alyssa's case. Yeah. 
And then she transitioned to covering other murdered and missing persons cases Mm -hmm. because she at that point knew that there was an ongoing investigation into Alyssa's case. Yeah, at that point, she finally had the attention of the police and the prosecutors, and they were on it. So then she moved on to helping other people. She did, which has been great. She's helped a lot of other people. Oh, my goodness. She's been amazing. She really is a rock star. I have so much respect for Sarah. She's been absolutely amazing. Yeah. I do, too. And, you know, the love she has for Alyssa and, you know, that she's absolutely determined that her dad will be charged and will go to prison for this. Mm -hmm. So in August of 2020, the police arrested Michael Turney in Arizona, um, and he was indicted and charged by a Maricopa County grand jury on secondary murder charges in the death of Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Well, think of that date, August of 2020. What was going on around then? Mm, COVID. Uh, a global pandemic. Yeah. So Michael Turney has not been to trial yet. He is going to trial starting on July 6th. Has he bonded year. out or has he been in prison or in jail ever since then? I think he's been in prison. In jail. But I could be wrong about that. Or in jail. Yeah. yeah. So he is now 75 years old. And he will actually be facing the music. Now, we don't know exactly what they have on him because he was invited by a grand jury. There's no evidence that's been released publicly um, about how they've tied him to her disappearance or how they know that Alyssa is, in fact, dead because they've never found a body. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think a lot of us that have followed Alyssa's case for a long time have been waiting for this trial for a very long time. How do they know? How did the grand jury indict him? What do they have that will you know, not only be reason to indict him, but that could convict him Uh of this murder. Yeah. We do not know, but we plan to be following that trial very closely. Absolutely. We'll be doing updates on it because we are so happy for Sarah Mm -hmm. that she's finally getting her day in court to defend and protect whatever's left of her sister's memory. And just to know that her dad isn't out there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, she's tried to talk to him about it. He's been very terrible to her. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, won't, you know, she at one point had said if he would just tell me he did it, I'd feel so much better. He's right. never admitted anything to her as far as far as we know. Because, yeah. right. again, the grand jury found enough evidence to indict him. But we don't know what that evidence is because this yeah. case is 22 years old. It's amazing to me. But I do think that they must have had quite a bit. Or the mm-hmm. grand jury wouldn't have indicted. They wouldn't even go, have gone to a grand jury unless they knew they had, right. you know, no. enough to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So we're hoping there will be justice for Alyssa Turney and Sarah Turney. Yeah. And Michael Turney coming up quickly. Absolutely. We are holding a whole lot of space for that. We are. And we'll be talking about it and talking about what evidence comes out in the trial to help us see what what is it that they know. Yeah. You know, what do they have on him that can prove it? And how do they know that Alyssa is dead? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and is it simply just the time that has passed and no one has ever had contact? You know, the aunt that she was supposedly running to didn't know anything about any plan to run to. They proved that Michael Turney had paid someone in California to make that phone call from California to him. They proved that that was fake, Mm -hmm. that he had set that up with somebody uh, he'd been traveling to California and he had paid someone to make the phone call. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we know that nothing about that story was true. There's also always the, the note has always been in doubt because it didn't look like her handwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't seem it looked really like dad had written the note. Yeah. Um, so we know a few things like that. So we know those things break his story down. But what builds up the prosecution story that we don't know? Yeah. And no. I'm excited to see. Me too. And uh, our hearts are so with Sarah. I can't even imagine Absolutely. what she must be feeling right now. Uh, yeah. We just be wanted to throw our support really behind her because mm-hmm. this is going to be very challenging for her. But she's finally getting what she's always wanted is just justice for her sister. Yep. Yep. Good job, Sarah. We salute you. And, you know, Michael Turney is 75 years old. If he's convicted of second degree murder, he'll likely never get out. Definitely. Yeah. Which is good news. It's good news for Sarah. I have always worried for Sarah about what danger she must be in because dad's clearly unhinged. The whole, you know, bombing plot and all that stuff. He's clearly Mm -hmm. way off. Mm -hmm. I've worried for a long time. You know, would he try to kill Sarah or have someone kill Sarah to protect himself? Right. So I'm really grateful that she's getting her day in court and fingers crossed they have enough to hold him forever. Yeah. So with that, Katie, I think you're going to wrap us up with some creepy crime. You know, I realized it's an O-Idaho case. Oh, it is. Oh, well, let's call it O-Idaho. What am I thinking? Oh, Idaho. Dear God. We did a whole episode of Ohio last week. Well, you're going to get it again. This is Deanne Parkin. She's from Bear Lake County, Idaho. Deanne has been through some stuff as of late. She had a really, really sad, hard divorce and or breakup. I, actually, I don't know if they were actually married. I think so. Yeah, ex-husband. That's right. She's been through mm-hmm. a bad and um, I know this because I've spent the afternoon on her TikTok. It has basically been her online journal. And it, she really had me for a while. Deanne, you really had me. Uh, I felt really sorry for you. And I still do uh, in some ways. Uh, it looks like she and her ex have been through a lot uh, from things that she said. It looks like there's been a fair amount of emotional abuse, a lot of gaslighting, a lot of just mean shit. And at some point... Uh, and this last year, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. And he had picked up with a woman uh, that Ian uh, claims is a prostitute and a meth addict. And it sounds like he's doing meth as well. It's been a really bad situation. Mm, it is. She has uh, three children. And so she's just single mom in it while he's destroying himself. And it's been really hard on her. Uh, and a lot of her TikToks were, um, you know, talking about mom guilt and about how hard this has been and how she doesn't have much fight left in her. And she's just so tired of, you know, not having any hope and things along those lines until June 1st. And then on June 1st, she posted a TikTok with the hashtag feeling optimistic. Oh, well, let me tell you why. <laughs> Dear. I want to start right here on the 14th of May. On the 14th of May, she posted this on her uh, TikTok. It's uh, basically kind of a meme with her picture on it that says, Moms, post your cash app and see who blesses you. 
okay, okay. Maybe she's trying to gather some money together for something. Something, Deanne, maybe. Okay. And then, uh, then the, the TikTok. Uh, well, let's back up a little bit. On May 25th, she visited this website right here. It's called Rent a Hitman. Your point and click solution. We are 100% HIPAA compliant. Well, that might sound like you. Except for that, why would HIPAA compliant come into play with the hitman? Well, they're saying hitman means hitman, Information, Privacy, and Protect Protection Act of 1964. I guess people uh, safe that their information will be kept private here. It is not what HIPAA stands for, but okay. <laughs> That's Health Information, Privacy, and Protection Act, and it's not 1964. Holy crap. But maybe uh, is, you know, meant to uh, trick people or entertain them, depending on who you are. Uh, we felt entertained. Uh, mm -hmm. Deanne felt tricked because it says click below for your free consultation. And she did. <laughs> well, this particular parody website, uh, if you, you know, try to hire a hitman through them, they turn that information over to the government <laughs> because, you know, Someone's about to does. get killed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this was on the 25th of May. So they did, and a, an agent contacted her. So she was trying to find someone to murder her ex-husband's new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So she provided the website with her Idaho address and her phone number, along with the name of the target. Oh and in the application, she said... I would like the victim or the intended victim to stay away from my husband and family. She has helped ruin our family and broken it up with her drug abuse and prostitution services. She has ruined her autistic son's life and leaves him with strangers along with my husband to take care of him and uses her son to get my husband to come back to her and then get him more hooked on meth so she can go out and do her own thing while breaking other families' lives. Okay. So, oh, this was on May 23rd. Sorry, I'm two days ahead. This was on May 23rd that she, you know, applied for her hitman. So, of course, that was then turned over to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, who mm -hmm. opened up an official uh, investigation. She also said in the application, make her go away where she won't ruin no one's lives no more stops contacting my husband. Give her son a better life. She has ruined my family life enough. And who knows if it's even possible to be fixed. Take her to another continent or make her disappear completely where no one hears from her ever again. Anything to make her go away for good, please and thank you. I mean, she did say thank you. She did, but holy shit. So a special agent with the ATF uh, contacts her and agrees to provide the services that she was looking for. So she told him that she had 500 saved up for this and did uh, point out that uh, she can't let this uh, get to the cops or no one. I can't lose my kids. Okay. Oh dear. So they spoke on the phone on May 24th. 
and also had a text message here. She said, if I can make this happen fast, that'd be awesome. I just found out she's in the process of moving back here. I'm trying to find out exactly, oh, to where she's moving to exactly. So the hitman said, I'll be there late tomorrow night and we can meet up Tuesday. I'll move quick once I get the details. She says, sounds good. I'm willing to meet Monday night. I'm in a, I'm a night owl. I also know the car in which she is driving. Hopefully that helps to, I just don't know. There's not a lot of uh, <laughs> good grammar or spelling. Punctuation. Mm-hmm. Punctuation. I just don't know the license plate, but I know the make, model, and year of it. Sorry, meant whenever you get in or I will wait till Tuesday. So that was part of her conversation with uh, the agent. She said uh, mm. she's willing to do anything. And she did not care if it means her being in a six-foot hole. I'm fine with that. So, okay, Deanne, I, I'm real iffy here now. You, you, this is not good. But this is where she really, really lost me. She said, well, in the conversation, uh, when they met on June 6th, the agent wore audio and video recording equipment. He met her at her work. When they got there, she said she was 100% sure, uh, showed the agent a victim. She gave the agent $100 and a ring that she said was worth $1,500 and was going to give more money after the deed was done. So the agent asked her if she wanted the victim to be found. She said no. Uh, The agent said, would you want me to make it look like a suicide? And she said, whatever's easiest. If you want to make it look like a suicide, she's a prostitute too. Okay. Now this is where, Deanne, you lost me a thousand percent. When they talked, the agent asked if she was hoping her ex-husband would return after the murder for hire was finished. She said she did. And then she said, I could care less if anything happens to the kid. I don't know your preference on kids. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. This is all horrible, but Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. She has a disabled child, and you don't care if the hitman kills the disabled child, too? Yeah. Not good, Deanne. We're done. I felt sorry for you. I don't anymore. She was okay with that woman's child being murdered. Yep. Mm. She is so screwed. So as soon as she was done meeting with him, uh, the police swarmed in and arrested her. She's actually sitting in the Jefferson County Jail, which is just right up the road from me in Rigby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's right between us. Yeah. Uh, The marshals. I don't know. I guess Bear Lake doesn't house women, probably. Well, she's on a marshal's hold. Oh. It's it's, it's a federal case. Oh, right. Okay. So the federal, the feds will put people where they can, you know, or, or places mm-hmm. where they have a deal to, to, uh, to detain people. Them. So, yeah. So they didn't release a mugshot. I, actually, they have now, but uh, I'll show you. But anyway, so that's, uh, that's kind of what happened. Here's a mugshot of oh, Deanne looking terrible. bewildered. <laughs> Deanne. What? You can't order a hitman on the internet. What are you yeah. doing? Oh, dear. So, 
I'm going to show you her TikTok. It's three minutes long. Some of it doesn't really apply, but I, I'm just going to let it all play so you can get a sense of Deanne and also what her uh, mindset kind of had shifted to. She had found some people that were supporting her a little bit. She'd found a job. She was feeling optimistic. This is on June 1st. This is the last thing she ever posted on Facebook or on TikTok. So it was her last ticky tack before she got arrested. How's everyone doing today? This is my third or fourth day at my new job. I get to have Wi-Fi up here, so that's cool. I got transferred from doing tours to doing tickets. Between Monday and yesterday, I did a total of 700 and, not 700, 100 and 1,776 steps, stairs. The tour that I do is 444 stairs going in, 444 stairs going out. It's a really cool tour if you haven't been. I recommend it. Good exercise too. Make sure you're in shape. And if you've ever been into another cave or mine, don't have any of those clothing, clothing or items on you to help prevent white noise syndrome, which is a disease that kills the bats that we have here and that are in the cave that hibernate and hang out there. Um, it's not too bad of a job. I realize I do better having a job that's outside versus inside. I don't feel trapped inside, outside as I do inside. And I get to be up in the hills all day. My bosses are pretty decent and pretty chill. One of the bosses actually requested me to come work down here versus be in a tour. And I'm honestly just game to work wherever. I need to work. I've got to work. With that being said, I thought I was doing pretty good. Coping and managing and suppressing everything. But I think my one boss picked up on it. And I vented to him. And funny thing is, he understands from my point of view. But there's that, so. It is what it is. But it's not a bad view up here. You're up here in no man's land. And, yeah. Trying to be optimistic. Well, I'll say the Minnetonka Cave is awesome. I've been through it, and it's probably much safer now that Deanne isn't working there. Yeah. Uh, very sad, because she could easily go to prison for a pretty good stint here. And... Yeah. That's three kids who now have a messed up dad, and that's what they've got. Yeah, allegedly, of course. Family is terrible, but this is not the answer. No, I had another TikTok from several months ago, and I didn't pull it, but uh, there was she had talked about how uh, she's somebody who is willing to fight and do anything necessary for people she loves and she won't back down and she'll do whatever it takes and 
Whew, boy, howdy, won't she? She was not kidding. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, Deanne, I think you're probably exactly where you need to be. I'm sure sad for your kids. Yeah, me too. Yikes. Yeah. What so there you have it. In. Well, wow. Just a note. Uh, if you're thinking of hiring a hitman, don't do it at rentahitman.com. <laughs> this is not the first time that we have covered a case that nope. was that went through that website. People mm-hmm. literally do it and get caught. Like, how could you possibly think that that would be legal and protected? Protected. Like the whole thing cracks me up because Health Information Protection and Privacy Act, not Hitman, but that is genius on the part of whoever wrote this website. Mm-hmm. The website is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But don't fill anything out for God's sake. No, not even as a joke. It's going no. right to the cops. Yeah. Well, that is that's quite a that's quite an episode. <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we will be back with more episodes. We'll be back with our live stream on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain and case updates. And, you know, do your thing. Like, subscribe, share, comment. It helps us to grow. You know, if you can leave us a rating over on Apple or anywhere else that gives, lets you give us a rating, we really appreciate that. All of those things help us to continue to grow. For sure. And we'll be back with more. <laughs> and you know oh, it. Won't we? Oh, oh I have yeah, got too. a Patreon. <laughs> oh yes our patreons are coming out this week yes uh, and for the month of june oh my god all i'm gonna say is it's gonna get testy oh no okay i think i know at least to some extent what that means so <laughs> you won't want to miss that we are true crime squad or on do, patreon right? We do two extra shows a month over there. So if you sign up over there, then you get some extra content and it just helps to support us. Mm -hmm. And that's much appreciated. So check it out. And you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care.